Hey everybody, it's around here from the .com Truths uh, podcast. I'm uh, here with my uh, friend Olamide Benro. Benro, is that right? That's right. You got it. Olamide Benro. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, good to have you here. So um, he's a TikTok expert and uh, also built a decent following on Instagram as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 fascinated about this world of TikTok. So I'm I'm really happy to have you here. And um, in earlier I did. I just was kind of getting insights about course. I don't care about that. I'm, I'm, I'm here to pick your brain about TikTok. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Any question you have about success, I got you. I, I, yeah, I'm here no, to, to please all my, all my people out there around the world who are still curious about TikTok. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, so I'll tell you, like, like I, I generally, up until 48 hours ago, 72 hours ago, when I first did a TikTok course from one of the other course creators on this bundle, I thought that it's just TikTok is just for dancing people, honestly. Like I just didn't think, <laughs> and even there were people who are on it who are not kids or whatever. I thought they're not making any money from it. And then I was spoken to one of the coaches in the group and she said she's overloaded with high ticket coaching clients mm -hmm. from TikTok. I just fell off my chair. And then, and then this is the craziest part. I was uh, promoting the bundle to somebody um, yesterday um, older lady, she's probably 65, maybe, maybe 68. And uh, she's not a client, but just on my list. And she said, uh, sorry, I'm really busy. My TikTok just blew up. I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? And she said, yeah, yeah. I went to find her on TikTok. She has 30,000 followers in the last 48 hours. She just exploded. And I looked wow. at her videos and she's just talking about things to do with baby boomer stuff. You know, it's just her audience is baby boomers. And I, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I am so freaking sold. So yeah. there you go. So there you go. That literally happened last 48 hours. So I, I was like, uh, okay, okay, I'm opening an Instagram. I was opening a TikTok and there you go. <laughs> TikTok is, is like that because it's highly targeted traffic. That's what people don't understand that although there is a lot of dancing on there, there is the ability for the algorithm to find you your exact customer almost, but at least the people who are very interested in the content that you would create, it has mm -hmm. a very, very smart algorithm that's based on retention, on watching the videos, just like YouTube, as you know, but also on the hashtag. So mm -hmm. unlike Instagram, unlike Facebook and all these other platforms, the older platforms, that you have to pay to participate. TikTok is very organic and gives every single person, including a 60 something year old woman, a chance. So the fact is, at least she used the right hashtags when she made her video and or she created videos that resonated that allowed people to watch for a longer period of time. And what happens is in the algorithm, the way it works is when people watch a video for a certain amount of time, preferably the whole video, the whole 15 seconds, the whole 60 seconds, it's going to show it to people who have been watching similar videos. So you mm. know, when you go viral on TikTok, you know you're finding the people that are most interested in your topic or in your area. That's the beauty of it. That's why coaches, dentists, chiropractors, marketers are finding clients, real estate agents are finding clients. And I talk about it in my course, People in real estate are doing so well right now, the ones that have jumped on because people are asking about features of a home. People are booking uh, uh, calls or booking uh, tours on a TikTok video comment section saying, 
hey, uh, John, are you available, uh, you know, uh, at uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow? I'd love to take a look. It's like, because you're addressing a need and you're answering questions and you're in front of your target audience. One of the biggest success stories I've seen also in sort of the medical niche in uh, chiropractors for dancing. I've seen a chiropractic office do a TikTok dance, a trend, but guess what? They were all wearing their uniform. They had the logos on the, on the, on the shirts. And guess who gets shown content first on TikTok? It's the people that are nearby your uh, current location or your right. city. So right. everybody knows this dentistry in uh, Texas as like the one place they need to go now. If it's not for immediate bookings for your calendar, it is for branding. strong branding to see you and recognize you as the go-to person just because you have uniformity in the content that you create and the people around you are wearing the same uniform and you prioritize the logo and the name of your dental office, all of a sudden you get business. And it's not hard. Anybody can do it. And I think a lot of us who have gotten on early and created consistent content on a regular basis are the ones that have won. The, the, the reason that I went viral was not because my content was special. I mean, I like to think that. I mean, I did create cool content. Well, because it was, it was, the reason I went viral and the reason I grew so fast and now almost 100,000 followers is because I created content every single day. So I made a, mm -hmm. a, a calendar and I made maybe three, four, five, six, seven, ten videos. And I started posting at the same time every single day. Some videos got 800 views, some videos got 20,000 views, and a few videos got 1.2 million views, you know? So yeah. I was basically counting into, as you advised me as well with YouTube, creating content that seems to resonate more after you've actually been consistent. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I was looking at your TikTok as well. And, and it's true. You can see it's consistency and it's not to say that the content is not good, but there was nothing like that. It was nothing that somebody else can't necessarily create. That's the point. It's not that, exactly. you know, your content was not good. It's just that anybody could do it. You know, it was really like nothing fancy. You just pick up your phone and you just do something creative. The one that went super viral took me, like the one that has one point, over 1.2 million views, maybe more now. I know there's another one that has more, maybe 1.9. Bro, that took me 15 minutes. Like it was one of the random ones. That's what people say. Like, we don't know which one's going to go super viral. We just yeah. get the content of what's needed or what's trending, put our spin on it. And I was like, this one's going viral. But I was like, okay, yeah, it should go viral. But the fact is, it depends on the time of the day you post, all these different factors. But it took me, that's what I want to tell people too. It took me 15 minutes to make a video that has almost 2 million views and made me famous in Indonesia. <laughs> like people recognize me from that video. They're like, oh, you're, the t you're from TikTok. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. I could be the TikTok language guy. That's why I also went into my niche language because I realized that that's what people like from me because I'm a foreigner yeah. that speaks Indonesian and other languages. So it takes less time to create viral worthy content and to reach a target audience on TikTok than it does on any other platform. You know how long yeah. it takes for you guys to, to edit your, your Instagram videos, especially ladies. You know, you, you do the filter, you do the, you do the like TikTok. <laughs> it's the most realist platform. You put the video camera there, you click, you have 15 seconds to share some value, whether it's entertainment or education. And if you resonate, you will get seen. If you resonate, you will have engagement. If you resonate, people will click the share the share video or share video button and you'll get seen by potentially 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And I know we'll talk about monetization, how that sort of works in the different types of monetization on TikTok. But the point is the traffic is rampant on TikTok. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Crazy. I'm not even posting the last two days because I've been focusing on, on a few other things. And I'm still getting maybe, you know, 80,000 uh, profile, profile visits every day. I don't even understand That's it because I've never done that on any other platform. And I'm like, thank you, TikTok. That's mad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. See, try, try to do that. Like, like if you are a, someone who's a, a bit of a seasoned marketer, for example, who's been around the block and you want to compare that to Google SEO and the amount of work to create a Google SEO and write a, a blog where it's optimized and all that. And now, yeah. now that's not to say people should not do that. That's not the point. But if you want to compare the ratio of the amount of effort versus the potential reach, I mean, you, you, you want to go where the attention is, you know, you Absolutely. really do want to, you know, it's quite something. Now tell me about your niche. It's very fascinating to me. So you're, you're in the language niche. Yeah. So, yeah, so what so does that I'm, mean exactly? I'm basically teaching Indonesians because well, let me give you a one preempt or sort of a, a setup on yeah, yeah. before I created my TikTok account, I didn't know that you get you. This is one thing to remember folks. If I can tell you one thing, you get locked to the region that you first start your account and whatever SIM card is in your phone at the time is where they're going to show your content to so be careful with this. If you want to have a specific wow. audience, make sure you buy a SIM card or have a SIM card in your phone before you even download TikTok. If you've never done it yet, congratulations. That's one of the only advantages <laughs> you basically get shown to the people in the audience. So when I got TikTok, I was in Indonesia and I had an Indonesian SIM card, meaning all the videos get served only to an Indonesian audience. So what I noticed was when I created English speaking content, primarily only, it wasn't ranking or doing so well. When I started <laughs> learning and speaking Indonesian, then I was like getting more views. And the videos that I get really, really high views is when I speak Indonesian or when I'm teaching English or using English, uh, teaching Indone English to Indonesians or Spanish to Indonesians. So the reason I, I'm in language niche is because it was just something technical that happened that I didn't, I didn't know. I was learning as well, you know, six, seven, eight months ago. And uh, I'd say be careful with that. But secondly, guess what? I still created entrepreneur content for uh, Indonesia for my, for my TikTok. And it still did really well. I've got videos that's got 20,000 views, 80,000 views, me talking about what is it, by the way, what is affiliate marketing, um, you know, how to make money on TikTok, um, you know, some hacks on, on VPN. They deleted one of my VPN videos. Whoops. And, and those videos did still, let me just tell people, still did very well. I did videos okay. that were in, talking about marketing. But what I noticed from me, particularly because I was looking at the trends and I was looking at reactions, the way that I knew I could grow a lot faster was recreating or remixing content that already ranked and did, or that already did really well. And that turns out to be for me speaking in Indonesian, Spanish, you know, German and telling people and, and teaching people Indonesian, those languages. When I was doing mm -hmm. here, the, here, the, uh, the weeks, days of the week in Spanish, Indonesians want to learn Spanish for some reason. And I was wow. noticing that that's why I was, that's what was getting me the most interactions. And that's why I decided, okay, forget it. I'm not going to be seen by the American audience until I reach 5 million views and it goes outside of this region. 
I might as well focus on giving value to these people and especially these younger entrepreneurs and, and, and teenagers and younger 20s who are like interested in learning other languages. I thought to myself, this was my way of giving back because this place, this Indonesian in Bali has given me so much in the last year and a half I've been here. I wanted to just give them free value. And in the future, I'm working on an app right now actually for uh, Indonesian and English. And then also uh, how to figure out once they've learned English or, or people who have more advanced English, how to teach them how to be freelancers to make money online. So I do have a strategy in monetizing and creating yeah. value for people. Um, but the language is the basis of what makes people watch me right now. I get it. I get it. That's awesome. And I think I want to point out a couple of highlight, a couple of things you mentioned, right? And I think mm -hmm. if there is an underlying tone, forget about TikTok, forget about um, all of that stuff. There is one underlying tone, which is the audience. Do what's right for your audience. What does mm -hmm. your audience actually need? What are they interested in? Because you, you, it's not about you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. It's True. not about that. It's about what's your audience. And, and, and you know, just taking away from a, a straight, like, let, let's call a spade a spade. It, it's, it's really important to really focus on that. And if you can garner that attention and garner and build an audience, the monetization will, it, it will follow. How it will follow, sometimes you gotta, you gotta also be flexible. Maybe it'll be affiliate marketing, maybe it'll be an app, maybe whatever. But when you're just doing what's right by your audience and providing value to them and building that audience that way, there's just no beating that. So I think that's a really important point to highlight as well. Yeah. Separate of the hacks, the hacks are great. I love hacks, but um, from a business fundamentals, you know, just building an audience and doing what's best for them. Yeah. Totally now let me ask you about this SIM card. So I'm in Australia, I've got an Australian SIM card. I don't, my target audience is not necessarily in Australia. My target audience typically is in, I mean, I'm also, my clients are in the US actually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what, what, so, do you, what do you, am I, am I, so am I actually you're pretty, doing pretty good. You're at least in an English speaking country. What happens is, is that your yeah. content gets shown to a larger and larger group and it expands to different regions. So when my videos have gone viral, it's taken me from Indonesia to Malaysia. So people oh, in Malaysia speak Malay Indonesian or Malaysian, which is the Indo-Malay. It sounds so similar and it's very, it's very close to be the same language, a lot of different words uh, for certain things, but they understand Indonesian because it's so similar. It's like the British and American Australian accent. You still understand me, mate? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so anyway. <laughs> no worries, mate. So my regions go, <laughs> yeah, right. My regions go to Malaysia. So it goes, it goes uh, Indonesian, Malaysian, and I believe they'll put me Singapore, before they put me UK or any other uh, Western Bye. country. You, on the other hand, you're at least in Australia, they'll probably go New Zealand, they'll go England and America. So if you go at least more than maybe 100,000 to 500,000 views, I mean, that's a lot for some people who haven't gotten that virality yet. Gotcha. But once your video goes viral, it can leave a specific um, um, region or country and they'll start testing it in other countries. So at least, let's just say, at least you have English speaking uh, baseline to start with. So you'll be good. Um, and then secondly, one of the other ways is a lot of the ways I got views from other countries is if you do reactions or, um, funny or sort of important or education, educational reactions like to, or stitch other videos, meaning you create uh, a video reaction to a, a video that's in a region that you want to be shown in. Mm -hmm. That's another way to get shown to, to another Brilliant. region. So some, Sometimes I've gone on viral videos just to test it from the US 
and uh, I do a, a reaction video, just watch the, I literally would sit there and just watch the video like this, and the video might still get 5,000, 10,000 views because that, the original video was really, really engaging. And then I look at my analytics and 40% of the views came from the USA. So those are little hacks that you can use to get in front of the audience. And if you have a video that's really cool that they can go watch after they've seen that one, or while that one is, while that, while that one is starting to accrue views, then you're likely to bring on a test audience into, this is some advanced stuff, you bring a test, test audience into the current uh, video that you just posted after you posted, uh, after you reacted to that one. But I would say it's all about uh, uh, content. If you create a video that talks about um, British accents versus Australian accents, I'm actually thinking of doing a video like that, which is kind of interesting, but I'm thinking of doing a video like that. It's likely with the hashtag to show to British people who may think it's funny or educational. So the content, like you said in your YouTube, the content matters. Yeah. Like the algorithm is, is probably much more like pull, pulling away to say, we're going to, we have to test Australia first. But if your content starts getting seen or interacted by, by a small audience of British people in Australia, then it's going to show to people who have their phone settings originally to the UK and you may have a mm. chance of going viral, but that's really difficult. I've never done that, but I know that's the, one of the ways that you can start to recruit views in those other regions. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Now, how long is your course? Because I haven't gone through your course yet. How, My how course long is, is it? literally a one-hour masterclass. It's it's about perfect. I think it's fifty-nine minutes. Like, yep, but perfect. the point about it is, it's a masterclass. Everything that I say is not the cool graphic video, graphical videos of like, here's how you dance on TikTok. Here's yeah. the cool interfaces. I'm sitting in front of the camera and I'm just spitting out pure knowledge on the algorithm, how to use hashtags, how to grow fast you know, how to collaborate, um, how to create a, a strategy for actually monetizing, which I know we'll talk about, how to actually create an audience that will be your community that you can also yeah. monetize in the future, either in the beginning if you want, because it happens naturally, or in the future. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, I think that's really important to highlight as well. Um, you know, a one-hour masterclass being a course, you know, that a one hour versus something that's like a 10 hour course. That doesn't mean that there's more value in a 10 hour course whatsoever. Exactly. You know, I just did a 10 hour courses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time is valuable as well. And mm -hmm. I, like I, I did one course so far. This is not a lady. It's a YouTube course. It's a SEO course. She's got a drip fit. So you can't even access the entire thing straight away. But the one that I did, it was only 20 minutes, but it was five videos. But my God, she basically cramped what somebody would take 10 hours to, to, to just talk about, she cramped it into a 20 minute slides and it was like really engaging, really yeah. educational. And that's what I want. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. care about it being long. So I, I just wanna make sure any listeners thinking, oh, it's only an hour. Mm -hmm. No, that's, yeah, that's a good that. thing. That's a I good thing. That. That's not, that's not an, yeah, that's not a, uh, that's not an outness, you know. Um, no. My YouTube SEO course is 40 minutes with, oh, wow. with, and it's similar to your style, but then it's another four hours of over the shoulder, like how do you actually do stuff? So mm. if, if somebody likes that stuff, they can have it. And if they like it, this one, it's, you know. Mm -hmm. That's nice. But, um, That's very nice. But uh, I, I love the TikTok tips. I love the, the tip about 
uh, engaging with the audience and um, you know, like giving what, who you're being shown, kind of catch that trend. Who, who's, what, who's actually watching the video and you're, you're kind of trying to catch the trend of where you're getting the engagement from. That's kind of what I'm hearing. Is that, is that right? Exactly. No, absolutely. That's right. And, and I, I want to say too, is one of the things I did when I said I posted every day when I started to actually see traction was I responded to every single comment, even right. the viral ones that have 700, you won't believe this. These videos that have 700 comments, I responded to every single one in the beginning. Right. Now, I mean, I feel kind of bad. I don't respond to every single thing now. I just don't have time for that. It's like, it's when you get big, you start getting a big head. You don't want to respond anymore. No, it's like, <laughs> if I get 800 comments, I actually don't have time for 800 comments. Right. And I really want to focus on the content. So what I'll do now is I'll go respond to the people that write much longer captions, give them a little bit more love back. Cause it takes two seconds to say, ha ha. But if it says, yeah, this is really funny. I really learned how to pronounce this word now. Thank you. I'll say, yes, yes. If there are other words you want to learn, let me know. You know, Bye. so responding to comments, to fans and to people who really care about you and the ones that are pushing the algorithm for you, you should be, um, you should go ahead and respond to those as well. That's a really good, good tip. Like you said, as we always say, giving back to our community and our fans. Totally. Let me ask you this. This is a question, selfish question for me. So you've got the sure. 60 seconds video, this 15 seconds video. When you're getting started, does it matter? Does it not matter? Yeah, is there it does. It, to me, in my experience, the 15 second range, and then there was a leak, like uh, it's TikTok, like, like slide deck, actually, <laughs> that somebody leaked in the groups, one of our groups, or at least they, the top creators get this and they shared it with us. So I can share it with you guys now. I'm sure we won't get in trouble for this. Huh? They, they basically said on this slide deck is that create 13 to 17 second videos. Those perform best as per wow. what TikTok themselves say. So wow. if you can fit in some sort of tips and value in that time, do it, keep it shorter. And the reason that's important too is just naturally as human beings and with our short attention span, yeah. it's easier to get somebody to watch an entire video completion to put completion that's 15 seconds long or 17 seconds long or 13 seconds long because we have such short attention spans, right? So yeah. remember the algorithm is basically pushed by watch time. That is the biggest, if you, if I just told anything, if you had to get my course and all I did was tell you in the first 10 seconds was the watch time on your TikTok videos are the most important factor to uh, getting more people to see it and to Got go it. viral. If you do watch time, watch time, watch time. That's all you need to know about TikTok. All right, I'm gonna, I gotta go now. Like if you make a video that has, that's 15 seconds long and you have the average watch time be 15 seconds, that video is going to go viral. Whether it gets 100,000 views, 50,000, or a million or 3 million, it depends on sort of the other specific knickknacks in their algorithm. But if you can get somebody to watch an entire 15-second video, you're going to get some looks. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. And it's funny. It's all the same thing. It's all, um, um, you know, custom, they, um, what do you call it? Like the... Um, experience, the user experience, the, the, the user, user experience. experience. And that's what I think I can mention is the for you page is not the same for you page for everybody, right? So you get served a group of videos that they're mm. testing on you constantly, constantly, constantly to see how long you watch the video. Have you guys ever, if you're already on TikTok, you know, this is very true. You go on TikTok and you watch one video and you're like, ha this is funny. Oh, wow. This is, this guy's so smart. And you scroll and you, you look back on your phone and the time and one hour has passed. 
Yeah. I, I've done this before. I've been sitting there laying in bed or just looking at my phone. And like, <laughs> the beginning, I don't even, that's why I don't spend as much time on TikTok anymore because it's dangerous if you don't, if you're not benefiting from it, you could just be sucked in. Your data is being used, obviously, of course. You'll watch a few videos and then you realize that you've been binge watching if you're not careful for an hour because they know what videos to serve you based on your watch time and your engagement. Another one guy was like, oh, I keep getting served girls dancing and like cute hot girls in the videos. I'm like, bro, I got to tell you, it's because you like cute hot girls in videos. That's why you keep showing up on your TikTok feed. I know? get it. <laughs> so I think yeah. people got to realize, yeah, the, the time they spend is really important, but also the engagement in videos is very, a huge That's driver awesome. for the algorithm and that they only get served what they desire to see or what they find interesting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, I love all that. Um, you know what? I'm going to ask you about two other topics that I'm interested to hear your thoughts about. Sure. Number, number one, totally random. Have you watched Social Dilemma? I have. I have, yes. What, what, have. what do you think? It, the, the movie says at the end, start the conversation. So I'm like, okay, let's start the conversation. What, yeah. do, what do you think? I, I tell you what, man. You know, the legacy ones like Facebook and specifically Instagram, I truly believe that it has been a detriment to our psychology, our psyche, especially for our generation, for anyone that is a millennial, even the people that are, especially the Gen Z, who all they know is cell phones. They don't, they don't know what a, um, a phone connected to the wall is like, which is crazy. Now I feel old, you know, I'm only 32. And now I'm starting to think like certain things about life, you get a certain age, people don't experience it. These kids don't know what a, a, a phone attached to the wall is, is like, you know? Or one of those brick Nokia phones that has the, the, yep. the weird, you know, and um, I think social media can be very dangerous, bro. As someone that works in social media, I, I, I can still say this confidently and without sort of like hiding the truth is that this comparison factor. Yeah, man, he's got bigger muscles than me. She's cuter than me. Like that never really, I've never really experienced that, but I started to look at like, actually, when I look at photos of other people, like people with nice Lambos or like entrepreneurship, I'm like, you kind of want that or you kind of think that's cool. And I think mm. the way the social media is built psychologically in our head for value is shiny object syndrome. We all want something we don't have or that we don't feel worthy enough. And I think it comes much deeper into the person, you know, living in Bali, exploring myself spiritually now. It's like I start looking at things in my past life and my history of my, my growing up, how I was raised countries I lived in on the things that affected me and I'm like a lot of it also now is related to what I see on social media and the influence on you know so of social media in my life so I think for social media as a whole man I think people have to realize how it does impact them and then make the decisions for them on how they're going to police it I don't spend any barely any time on Instagram now except to post and uh and I have a couple of notifications on um, yeah. for people but I turn off pretty much all my notifications for social media so I don't get get keep getting pulled in I also check how much time I spend on social media and I've actually I'm proud to say not bragging but I'm proud to say I probably spend only about four hours a week on social media which is actually yeah. ridiculously low compared to people who do it like four hours totally. seven hours a day um, and when it comes to TikTok what I think with TikTok though is that I think that there's some good in TikTok especially because it's newer because people, there's people who are overweight or whatever, they, they're, they're shaped different, they look different. 
So they're getting love on TikTok. They're getting like, hey, you're really cool. Hey, I love that when you do that dance. I think there's something really unique about TikTok because it's allowing people to be themselves again. And mm. I don't know if it's going to be like that forever, everybody. I don't know. I know that's what it is today. And I know that, especially with me, it's been cool to be able to go and create on there. And I've spent more time creating on TikTok because I've actually enjoyed it. And of course, I've gotten more positive feedback, and that's probably a, a lot to do with it. But I think when you can just press play and you can do anything and people are like, open to seeing anyone in their natural state rather than with all the filters and all yeah. the other things from Instagram. It's a lot more healthier place. And they've also seen because they have a lot, a lot a younger audience, they seem to be very, very primed to protect people from bullying and a lot of explicit sexual content that you would see on TikTok where people are literally wearing strings as bikinis. You don't see that on TikTok. They take it off. I love that. You know, so and no offense to everybody, like, in anything with Instagram, like, I think it's, it's a very unique space for different things, and I respect people's decisions, but there's something special, I think, about TikTok that maybe can help this generation to where people are talking about depression, you know, people are talking about how to handle uh, loss of loved ones, you know, they're telling, doing uh, memorial videos about famous people, you know, and they're sharing emotional, important things, and I think the thing you guys have to watch is your attention how much you're spending on these platforms mm. if you spend an hour on tiktok you have more you have an entire hour to the girls have an entire hour to compare themselves and their bodies and guys even in this case to other people and say that maybe i'm not good enough if you spend less time and you do it because you're passionate about something you're creating things that you enjoy i'm sorry this is such a long response because it is so important man um, yeah 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 you know it, it you tend to have a much healthier relationship. And, uh, if, and again, if you guys, we also got to work on ourselves outside of TikTok. We can't live on, on TikTok, on Instagram, social media all the time. Work on yourself, work on self-development, loving who you are and, who, and what you stand for and be proud of yourself. And it'll be easier for you to navigate social media as it evolves at an alarming rate. You know, like yeah. in five years, I think it's going to look even different, even more different. You know, what yeah. was the, the other question I think you said? No, that's great. That's great. I just wanted to bring it up. I figured, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it can get a bit yes, boring. They're just collecting your data, it. of course. <laughs> Come on, people. What's that? Why do you think it's free? They're collecting our data at, at, yeah. at, uh, on a very, very intimate, focused level. If you watch a video about crocodiles for like an extra five seconds rather than skateboards, then someone who sells crocodile jackets will be easily able to market to you and they'll charge that person 10 cents extra so they can be in front of you when you want to buy that jacket. It is That's a reality. Right. I don't understand why people think there's, this is like some sort of big thing, the government. Like as soon as you sign up on social media or any platform, the data is automatically aggregated or individualized, whatever, illegally, who knows? It is theirs because you say, I want this thing that it lets me get seen by other people. I don't understand why people are doing a double standard. Go buy your own yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. or invent it. If you really want interaction, go spend a billion dollars. Be Mark. But you're not Mark. You know, and That's I'm not right. saying these people are perfect. They're probably in some ways very <laughs> kind of like out of the scope of what regular people should be doing, you know, with the power that they have in their palm of their hands. But you guys got to realize that as soon as you jump on any social media platform, if you don't own it, if you jump on any platform you do not own, then it's not yours. 
So yeah. just just don't jump on it and don't complain. You know. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just a yeah. risk that you have to realize. So anyway, I digress. I I I agree with everything you said. You know, there's definitely a lot of truth in not everything you said. Um, and I think that's just, I just wanted to bring it up because it can get a bit boring talking about the bundle on the bundle on the bundle on the courses and stuff. Yeah. And I think, sure. I think it's important to tackle those things as well. While we're here, we might as well kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like they said in the yeah. movie, start the conversation. Um, um, Which, I, I, way, I can I make a comment on that? I was talking to my partner yeah. about this and she said, she's been telling me the, 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 the platforms, the reason they may have done that is because we're moving away from social media in a way in terms of like the, the sort of like, look at me, I'm cool. Authenticity is standing out more. One-to-one interaction is standing out more. That's why TikTok is doing better. It's like, I get to see this person in their real one-on-one mm. self. But what we believe, and I think that is a hint and maybe it's a thing I can tell to the audience is the interaction is going away a little bit from social media and might be going to text message and might be going to being able to, there's something called a super phone, there's something called community, look them up, where if you have a large audience, you can actually create an ability for them to have your personal cell phone. You've probably seen your favorite celebrity say, text me. It's not like their actual personal cell phone. It's a software that allows them to text massive amounts of people, but also interact. If you text them back and say, yeah, I want a ticket to your concert on Thursday, John, they can text you a link to it. I think that's the future of commerce as well. And it's sort mm-hmm. of happening in WeChat and other parts in China and other parts of the world where people are a little bit more advanced in certain, certain ways where you can do everything on a text platform. And we might be going away from so much visual, it's such visual overload. Have you ever logged into Instagram? And it like, for me, sometimes it hurts to scroll. It's too much. So mm-hmm. I think we may dumb it down a little bit and that's not a great word to say, but put it, bring the dial down to where we're controlling less of the visual stuff and the overload. And we're picking the spots where we want to see things instead of having a crazy feed with a million people, we may have more individualized feeds like TikTok is being successful at. So thought I'd mention that. Interesting. Interesting. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I brought it up. And the last thing I was going to ask is just being a digital nomad. So you've been traveling and doing a digital nomad for three years. About is that right? Three, three, over, oh, about three years or maybe three and a half years now. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, like, we're part of this bundle and I'm seeing everybody and, you know, this TikTok people and travelers and stuff like that. Now, I, I actually, I'm debt free. Single Maybe. dude who's got no, uh, and I live off passive income, right? Like I'm the prime digital nomad candidate, but I haven't pulled the, the trigger, right? on it you need to tell me tell me <laughs> tell me pros cons sure. recommendations whatever tell me well, give me your give me your your pitch on it okay okay let me just uh, you know i'm always transparent with everything like it's it's not as cozy cutie beach life bali perfect lifestyle as people think it can yeah. be lonely the first so the one of the biggest cons or challenges is if you're a solo traveler especially is it's hard to connect with people and make friends because not everybody, remember it is that lifestyle where it's here or there. Some people are going to Mexico next week because they've been in Bali three months and you just met and you're like, hey man, yeah, nice to meet you. I'll see you next week. And they're like, no, actually bro, I'm going back to Australia in like three days. So that's the con. It's like, you don't know, you don't have a constant build environment like you do if you're in the Western society where even if you work a nine to five jobs, at least when you go on lunch break, 
see the same people. There's no lunch break in Bali, folks, you know? So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a challenge to really like connect when you're supposed yeah. to be the, the culture connector and travel and see the world. But then you realize that if you only stay in a place temporarily, it's hard to really root yourself and make long-term friends because they're not mm. long-term if you got to go to Paris next week. Yeah. Um, and there's something to be said, to be honest, too, about slow travel is what we call slow travel is where you stay, you know, two months, three months or longer. And I've been in Bali a year and a half, but you live somewhere much longer for two or three months before you move on instead of making it sort of like a quick hit and you get out of there. Um, but I'd say the challenges are, you know, navigating the culture, maybe like when I was, for example, like I spent maybe three months in, um, in Denmark uh, in my early days, maybe three years ago, and the culture is different. The culture mm -hmm. is not expressive, open, like, hey, what's up, guys? It's a lumen day. Nice to meet you. It's like, I try to talk to somebody on the bus, and this is what I got. Like, don't talk to me. And it's okay, because mm -hmm. it's just the culture is a little bit more warm like you got to like get to know people I've heard, you know I know now some friends that I have in Denmark <laughs> after like three months then they become your best friend forever you can't even get rid of them so um, I think culture adjusting and learning uh, new culture and respecting the culture is, is very it's not the easiest thing or not respecting is easy but getting to know the culture and how people are I'd say one of the biggest things is the Wi-Fi sometimes thankfully we've had a good Wi-Fi connection but just because I live and I, I found a place, I know this place has good Wi-Fi. But if you're working online, the Wi-Fi can be a pain in the butt because mm -hmm. it will cut out, you know, there's, there's cloudy. This, when the Wi-Fi is bad, they say, oh, it's because it's cloudy today. I'm like, does that really have anything to do with it? Um, <laughs> and then what else, you know? And I'm giving you all the cons before I give you all the beautiful moments. I, I want to know the cons because I tell you, every digital moment I hear is how wonderful it is. And I'm like, okay, nah, I get bro. it. They're but lying. tell me, tell me like that. Um, and then another thing I'd say is the work, <laughs> sort of the work-life balance, um, which you think is perfect, but here's the thing. And it was my fault. When I arrived in Bali too, I had some big clients. That's what allowed me to first sort of make that move because I was like, oh, wow, now I have a cushion. And, like, and long story short, I'd done some podcast interviews. I lost two of the clients. I, 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 it was terrible. It was tough, tough start to jump in here and, and think everything is going to be perfect. But managing clients on different time zones is actually not as easy as it looks. You know what I used to do? Because I also didn't think about my, prioritize myself when I was taking intake calls for clients. Do you know I was doing 2 a.m. calls the first like two months? Because I thought these are my clients and if they're up you know, at 2 p.m. in, in um, Ohio, I gotta be up at the same time. Bro, just tell them to be up at 9 p.m. because that's the 9 a.m. for you. Prioritize you. So yeah. that was the con. It was like I, my mental health was sort of affected because I didn't get sleep. I was basically, you know, putting myself into like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. calls, which sounds so dumb. And I feel I'm a little bit, I'm not embarrassed, but I'm being real. I found myself like catering to not my lifestyle, but other people's lifestyles and time without prioritizing right. myself. And it really affected me, bro. You know, with, with, it was, I was a little bit depressed. I didn't have friends because I was like, okay, they're leaving in two days anyway. Why should I go out and meet friends or go to these networking events? And that's the opposite of what I am now. I mean, I, I run a, a platform that connects digital nomads. It's called Globalversity. 
And uh, it's something that I'm really passionate about now, helping us to transition into this life. If you and anybody else is interested, please check globalversity.com, G-L-O-B-O-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. And it's a way that we can Skillshare yeah, and network on a regular basis. So that's all the cons, you know, and there are other ones like Daddy, you're a single man, bro. You're not going to get a girlfriend, bro. Because they, they all, they, they, these ladies, these millennial ladies, they got t- no time for us. Unless you find a great one, effectively, I'm, I'm finding an amazing woman. But it took a while. <laughs> I was, where are they at? Where are they, you know? So I think, I think dating is tough, man, because, yeah. you know, Tinder's great, but only for a certain amount of time. You need love. You need a real person, a woman, someone that's going to stick with you and you can have positive, good experiences with. Healthy relationships and experiences is what you want in this lifestyle as well. Trust me, everything else is yeah. not. So how did you, how did you meet her then? How did you meet her then? I met her here in Bali. So she was actually, the, the story is she was long, staying here longer term as well. So that made it easier to actually date and connect rather than like when you travel like that, you're not trying to hang out for a long time. You're just like, Hey, and then bye, you know, and that's just, I'm just being real. You know, that's how it is. So it's important to find people that align with your values. You know, I value long-term relationships and, 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 and real connection. Um, but if you value like quick hustles and, hang out and go to Paris for a week, come back to the thing, then that's great too. You just have to make sure that it aligns with your heart and where you're at, you know, and, and mm. that's the pro about it. Let's get into the pros. Like you can determine what you want to do, when you want to do it, whether it comes to relationships or friendships or food, everything is possible for you. You know, um, one of the biggest pros definitely is like being able to, like wake up either at like 7 a.m. like I did today for this call or like 2 p.m. And no one's going to judge you for it. No one's going to tell you like you're not hustling or you're not in a nine to five, <laughs> you know, making yourself feel like you're, yeah. you know, lose your loser because you're not hustling like everybody else. Like I haven't woken up. I've woken up at 6 a.m. for like two years and I love it. And I know there's these other things like wake up at 6 a.m. Like, bro, I'm, my business is doing great. I have my mental health is great. I don't need that. Maybe when I'm 40 and, and I'm trying to build a billion dollar company, then that's important. But I feel like for my current mental health in order to function, I'm at this mm. uh, uh, sort of, that's the way I like to live. So I'd say the Instagram photos and being at the beach, that's cool because it like you are really, if you take one photo and, but then you turn around and you have a coconut right there, there's nothing like it in Bali. I have like five coconuts a day. That's not even a joke. One like that, maybe like two or three. So there's also the community of digital nomads, of people that from all over the world, you know, especially in hot spots like Changu, Bali. I'm not saying come here. I'm saying it's just one of the hot spots. Yeah, there's yeah. A lot yeah. of us here already, but no, you should come. Um, yeah, there's lots no, there's of there's people from all over the world, and and. This cultural thing, you know, I grew up in America, that's a different story, but I haven't felt more accepted in Bali and traveling than I have anywhere else, um, like living in America in one place. Like, I've been so loved and accepted in this community as this this global citizen. And being originally from Nigeria and traveling, I saw that, I felt the love, I saw the connection. And when I started to travel again, I saw that, like, where everybody's just their individual core self, like, I don't know if you're Australian or, or Norwegian. I don't really care, bro. Like, bro, you want to get a beer or something, bro? Like, that's the attitude that people have. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think 
also when it comes to the freedom, once you do have a business that actually can run itself, like you have a passive income business for me, I still got to get on freaking a lot of calls and, but it's great because it's high ticket and it's impactful to people's lives. And uh, you can basically determine how much money you want to make by the output. Mm. Once you have a system, like for you, it's probably like based on uh, conversions, based on email. If you want to convert um, and get, make more money, you probably need, you know, more custom, more, obviously you need more customers, more, e a larger email list. Like if I give you a targeted email list of a hundred thousand people, then tomorrow I give you one of a million people, you'd make more money because Iran knows how to get 10, 20% of people to buy something. Right. So yeah. if you're in Bali, if you're making a certain amount of money, let's just pretend, let's make up numbers. You're making a hundred grand from a million people email list. You know, like, hey, all I have to do is just do my same stuff. But if I want to level up, let me get 10 million emails so I can make a million dollars. So the system yeah. that you set in place allow you as a digital nomad to determine how much money you, you want to make or how much effort you want to give. Like I've had really big deals, bro, that I, I don't quote work for a month and a half. And that's not even, some people would think that's bad, like you're taking time off, but that's the lifestyle. I choose to do that. Oh, things. I see. Like you, you made a high enough ticket that you could just take a break type thing and yeah. be the cushion. I'm like, Got if it. I don't do anything for six months, like, there's some deals like, it's like, I don't have to do anything for six months, but I still do because I, I, that's my, that's the game for me. And I love sure. entrepreneurship. But that's one of the beautiful things is you have time to do things or not to do things. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, what other questions will people think about for this digital nomad lifestyle? Just like being able to like go to other cities in the same country and, and see new things, I think is underestimated. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like wanderlust and like going to Japan and for like three days and then to Iceland. I'm talking about like culturally seeing things, understanding Balinese Hindu culture and on a daily basis being able to say, wow, like like uh, that's beautiful you know mm. so yeah I, I don't know if you have any other specific questions but it's just no, the that's great that that's great wake feedback. Up, you know i like the cons to be honest i like the out of everything i just like to hear the cons you know? <laughs> because i yeah. and, and the other thing the other thing i think you, you kind of answered it i was going to ask but i was going to ask like do you have passive income that pays for everything or do you still have to consistently find clients and i think if for i was me, to talk to most digital nomads Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I don't know. What, where are they at? Are they, are they living off passive income or they still have to just work and chase people? Nah, just like, bro, like, you know what I mean? I'm, bro, I'm at a co-working, co-living space and co-working space. And yeah. It's, yeah. you're still plugging in like a nine to five, like with your headphones on because you got to hustle. Yeah. So, so I would say a majority of people I love are that. on, the, it's true, you know, a majority of people are still on that, um, I guess. Hustle. The treadmill still. The treadmill but they don't have to jump in nine to five traffic nor do they have to sort of like listen to somebody else to tell them john you're not good enough you suck at your job john I don't know yeah. why I that kind of so it's okay because they still determine their work time and they can yeah. get up and leave whenever and their income and lifestyle is depending on how much work or expertise or strategy that they can sort of implement yeah. But like for me, for example, I don't do, no, 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 no. We don't do that anymore. Like I, I decided, even if it means like going like one or two weeks without uh, a client or something like that. And I still have to like focus on getting on calls and closing people. I'm okay with that. So my structure is this. I 
whether I get a, oh, and we have to have a talk. It's funny we're doing this and this is being recorded. I, I have a, we have to have a talk about a client that I may have coming on here. Uh, I need your expertise with uh, creating um, uh, funnels. <laughs> there you go. Business is being created here. See how that works, folks? Collaboration. That's right. Um, so the way I work is I'm, I'm a middleman. I'm a, a, a deep network uh, introducing person to where, for example, yeah. I have a possible client for marketing that needs funnel. It's a coach. I don't do any of the work anymore, bro. That's what I did for the first three, four months when I was in Bali. And I realized that yeah. I wanted to have more time. And what I do is I introduce or I middleman the deal for, for, for example, a landing page of marketing. I have a team of guys in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I have a guy in Singapore for Facebook marketing. And this is the yeah. best model ever. If you guys haven't seen this model, it's not passive yeah. income. Like Iran is just sitting there. Money is coming in. He's getting these notifications. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. Going to take another one of his courses uh, related to that. But mine is like this. I still go get the clients and my main yeah. gift or job is networking to go get clients and to create value for people. But for example, Facebook, if I have a Facebook uh, ads client, I may collect $2,500 a month, but I outsource or I get a, a VA or I get somebody to do the same work for $750 to $1,000. So I'm giving yeah. up money for a little bit more freedom. A lot of people will want to go like this nah, 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 and they want to make yeah. $15K a month. My friend, yeah. I'll take 8.5K and not claim I'm a six-figure entrepreneur because I want to be at the beach all day with my girlfriend or I want to wake up at 2 p.m. So I'll take yeah. 1.75K I'll pay my, my, my VA or my, my contractor in Malaysia, you know, um, 1.2K and we'll call it a day. And then the next day I'll get on a call for maybe 15, 20 minutes and I'll say, hey, um, you know, we got some Facebook services here. This is my company. This is what we do. I'll get another mm -hmm. client for 2.5K. This time I'll pay, yeah. you know, I might pay a little bit more. This person needs a little bit more. I'll, I'll, get, I'll take 1K, friends. Are you willing to take $1,000 a month and give more to somebody else, 1.5K, to live a life of freedom? I am. I'd rather make 7.5K a month than $20,000 a month because I don't care about money. I care about impact and the community. And I know that yeah. you know, a certain amount of that money or the profit, I'm going to use to grow my personal brand, grow this platform, and take myself to another level knowing that the big play is growing the community, the audience not the exact amount of money. Of course, having more money gives you more, more play, but yeah. uh, that's It will happen model. naturally as well. Exactly. It will also happen naturally as you grow. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. and, and to tell, the, tell you guys the truth too, the, what's happening is even with the, some of the initiatives I'm working on in Bali, yesterday I was just featured in Entrepreneur Magazine for the first time, which is amazing, crazy, for the work that I've been doing with uh, the Digital Nomad Visa for Indonesia. As you guys may have not have mm -hmm. heard it, I hope, Iran, if it's okay to put, I think we'll both put it in our bios for each other. Yeah, but yeah. Give me, give me the petition. links to whatever they you got. Yeah, I have a petition for the Digital Nomad Visa. We have over 2,000 signatures. We've pro provided a, a formal um, proposal to the president of Indonesia and uh, a partner, business partner guy in Bali, he's an Indonesian guy, has put a, a actual formal, uh, actual uh, uh, letter and, and uh, proposal to the president and it's being reviewed. So we're literally affecting, impacting the population as well. And those wow. are the things that I'm passionate about rather than say I made a hundred grand this month. That's so fickle. Yeah. You know, I want to change yeah. 
millions and potentially hopefully billions of lives by the time I'm done. And mm. uh, that's the vision for that, this lifestyle. So that's what I'd say to that question. Like, I still, but here's the thing. If you're going to remember, nothing comes easy. Do you think you're going to sit there? Even billionaires got to work. They got to do meetings. If you're going to be successful, one of the things, and I'm sure, Iran, you're good at this, is you have to generate leads. You have to collect mm. data. So for me, yeah. even though I'm not working, quote, working anymore, and all I do is do calls, I still do the work for generating leads, and I have systems that help me generate leads. I know how to post on Facebook and LinkedIn to make people book calls with me. I know how to yeah. run retargeting ads on Facebook that make people jump on my calendar. Those are the things that people need to realize is that if you want freedom, you still need leads to turn into clients or customers. You need leads, yeah. I'm gonna say it again, you need leads to turn into clients or customers. You can learn it from Iran, you can learn it from me, but the ones that are doing it and they're generating income and living a more breathable lifestyle can generate yeah. leads and turn them into clients or customers. Just remember that totally. if you remember anything. Sales, there's no two ways Sales. about it. There's no two ways about it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad we covered ground on, on a lot more than just a bundle, you know? <laughs> yeah, covered a lot. Um, but I, I'll post this on my podcast. I think this will be a good listen. If somebody's on a, a, got a good commute, I think this will be a good inspirational, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. different topics, Absolutely. you know? And uh, yeah, if, so if you'll give me your links on where people can find you. Mm -hmm. Do you want to just say where can people find you, like your handle or your website sure. specifically, like one or two things that you can share? Yeah, sure. I'd say go on... Uh, Instagram is the most sort of place I'm, I'm active for responding to people because when yep. the message comes in, I respond. Otherwise, I'm not on there. And it's uh, Olumide underscore Benro. So it's hard to spell, but <laughs> O-L-U-M-I-D-E underscore G-B-E-N-R-O. Um, and then I would say just Google my name, Olumide Benro, on, um, and you'll find me on LinkedIn as well. So uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Actually, I'm more active on Twitter now, and it's the same. There's no underscore. Wow. It's just Illuminate Benro. Um, okay. So if you just Google my name, and you'll go to my either my website, IlluminateBenro.com, or my socials, Illuminate underscore Benro, you will find me. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to reach me. Or okay. you can also email me, hi, at IlluminateBenro.com. I'll send you the links and, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll save it all in the description or whatever so we can mm -hmm. have it all out there. And I'm excited. But look, thanks, thanks a lot. Genius, so. <laughs> we have, What's we have that? What's chance. that? You're SEO, YouTube SEO genius, so we have uh, a great <laughs> chance. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, look, thanks a lot cool. for, for the chat. Really appreciate it. Thank I think you, this was really valuable on a few fa um, facets, few angles as well. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Otherwise, your course is part of the bundle which is obviously available for $147, 100 courses. Honestly, anybody that doesn't buy this, they obviously don't understand what it, how good it is or they've got the rocks in their head. If you've been wanting to buy it and, and grow as an entrepreneur and in an uh, online business, and you've been looking at 997 courses, $3,000 courses, but then you have a, you know, a, a hundred courses around that for 147, if you can't find something to be successful on, we can't help you. And I'm, I'm no, hard. No. I'm such a cute, nice person. It's true. And I tell, I say stuff like this. It's a fact. If you cannot help it's yourself, true. help you to help yourself in this case for $147, you, you should just stay nine to five forever. And I'm just, that yeah. sounds mean. It's just, it's not for you, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, hundred percent. It's just there's just no two ways about it. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. So, but look, I'm excited about this bundle. I think it's going to give a lot of value. I don't think I've I don't I've never seen a bundle like that in in the I entrepreneurial haven't. niche. Not in entrepreneurial. In the entrepreneurial I've seen niche. the uh, creative like they, the the ones where they do the the filters or whatever, or the editors yeah. the loots. But my brother, yeah. I've never seen this on this level. No, I, didn't, I was like, this guy's in this, this lady, everybody's in this, bro. We all, <laughs> we all said, let's make this Amazing. happen this one time. So hopefully you guys do not want to miss out. Grab it. Yeah. There's so much value. Like me, myself, like this, how, this show what kind of people we are. I'm, I'm down with, I'm going to watch your YouTube SEO course. And then there's another one that I was interested in, like from another, from a lady uh, about even digital nomad life. I'm like, oh, I wonder what she has to say. Like, there's so much value. And if you're educating and growing as a person, this is totally. going to change your life. Grab Absolutely. it today. Absolutely. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. I've been going through the courses one by one. I've done six so far. Oh, wow. And um, the next two weeks, all I'm doing is I'm literally getting on a call to interview the creators mm-hmm. and, um, and doing their course. You do the course, wow. interview, mm-hmm. do the course. I don't care. Next two weeks, I'll happily just consume the living hell of everything. That's it. And... And, and I'll tell you, there's another angle that's really, really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people want to have passive income. Like I say, I've got passive income. I've only built passive income in the last 12 months, not longer than that. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the stuff before that was the school of hard knocks, okay? <laughs> but the passive income was purely, um, and when I say passive income, I mean, I make at this point, I mean, I'm maybe about approximately three grand per month, right? Uh, passive. Amazing which is great because, you know, that pays for everything. I don't need, you know, I, I live frugally. It pays for everything. It's great. Right. And then I can start my month and I know things are, are covered at least. And then if I make anything on top, well, that's a bonus. But the thing is that people want passive income. One of the best ways to do passive income is obviously a membership or an online course. Mm-hmm. Now, the way to set up an online course, what could be a better way than to see how other people are doing it and see what you like? You know, anybody that even wants to have an online course at any point in the future, mm-hmm. you could do one course and learn from somebody, or you can get 50 or 100 courses and get 100 viewpoints and perspectives mm-hmm. on how they've done it. I mean, that is, yeah. that on its own to me is brilliant because I build online courses. I love online courses. So to me, I'm learning from how everybody are doing their stuff. You know, I'm seeing different camera angles they're doing and different style of videos mm-hmm. and, you know, very, very yeah. good. It's very, very good. So. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. All righty. Well, I'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll speak to you soon. See you soon. Cheers, brother. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, I really appreciate you uh, coming so far. I would appreciate if you take the time to maybe leave me a review on wherever it is you're listening and uh, subscribe to the podcast. And I've got more interviews like this coming up as well. So I think you'll really enjoy them as well. And otherwise, if you're interested in getting the bundle, go to uh, coursesbundle.com. And uh, that's all for me. Thanks a lot. And I'll see you next episode.